Hi, welcome to the Refuge House broadcast. We are so glad that you decided to join us today. Here at the Refuge House, we help people discover their God-given uniqueness through the teaching of God's word so that they can be empowered to make a difference and impact the world for Christ. So here's what you need to do. We need you to grab your Bible, your notebook, your pens, and then get ready for a powerful message and see what God is going to do. I believe there are people in your life that probably need this message. So go ahead and share this to them and invite them to be a part of what God is doing today. Thank you and enjoy this week's message. Did you hear what I said? Stop having fellowship with the accuser. Don't do that. Praise God. All right. Are you ready for the word of God? All right. Get into the word. We're dealing on the third category of the works of the flesh. We've read from Galatians chapter 5. Bible says from verse 16, walk in the spirit and you shall not what? You shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And the Bible gives us a listing of the works of the flesh. And like I said in the first service, each of the list of the works of the flesh, there is a reason behind the revelation of it in the word. There's a reason why the word of God, the wisdom of God, allowed them to be listed. Paul was not just, you know, okay, just like any bad thing that comes to his mind, he would write it down. No. The Holy Ghost gave him those listings for a purpose. And if you study it like we're looking at it, you will notice there is a pattern. Everybody say a pattern. There is nothing hidden from the word of God. That's why you shouldn't look for anything outside the word. All you need to know about dealing with the devil is in the word. You don't need somebody's vision. You don't need somebody's experience. You know, when we were growing up, somebody came to us one time and said, cosmetic is of the devil. Some of you have not heard something so. That they used to go for COVID meeting on that river. And in the river there, they now found out that all the eyelashes that you women use, that Satan's armpit hair. And I don't know why we believed it. I, I just did not know why. I guess we were very stupid. We believed it. Satan is a spirit. He doesn't have a body. So how can you be using a spirit's armpit for your eyelash? That's, that's, that's how stupid we can get when we don't know the word. Say that there were that girls, and, and there were some that came and said they saw a vision. And we were young. And we believed it because we didn't know the word of God very well. Say they, they were preparing girls and sending them from the river. Now, there are demonic spirits that operate. I get that. But that, that's a well-crafted story from the devil. To get you to believe something that is not in the word. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm okay with the word. Anything that is trying to tell you that the word of God is not enough is the devil. Do you understand that? Because the word of God is the wisdom of God. You, if you think you can improve on this word, then you have been lied to by the devil. I said something in the first service. A, inte, human intelligence at its best cannot spot satanic deception. Do you understand that? Do you understand what I mean? Human intelligence at its peak cannot spot or detect satanic intelligence. Most of the mindset that is seeking to redefine culture in the entire world today in terms of humanity, how man perceives himself and sees himself, are being propagated by intelligent men and women. Men that went to the best university there is in the world, as the word has to talk about uh, MIT, um, Yale, Harvard, Oxford, all the big names 
These are the people Satan has gotten a hold of their mind and is riding on their intelligence to advance deception. So it takes truth to detect deception. Do you understand what I'm saying? It takes what? And that truth is Jesus. Without Jesus, all you have is a web of deception. Web of deception. And so if, if the knowledge of the truth is not in your life, you will buy into a philosophy and you think it is you. But the enemy has beguiled you through his subtlety. And before you realize it, your mind becomes corrupt. And like I told them, the essence of Satan's mind manipulation is control. He's only using your situation as the bridge to connect with your life so he can run your life the way he wants. And trust me, it's not pretty. Because the devil is wicked. The Bible describes him as the wicked one. Hallelujah. So we looked at the works of the flesh and under the following category, first category is sexual impurity. Satan wants the home, the marriage, to be attacked by sexual immorality. So you think you are married, it doesn't stop you from misbehaving because Satan is still looking for opportunity to destroy the marriage relationship. So he crafted works of the flesh, adultery. For those who are not married, he wants them to be messing up so that they don't have the, they don't have the, um, the clarity because when you start having sex, you don't think straight. Your brain becomes fried. You don't see any, everything you are saying doesn't make sense. You become emotionally attached, you know. You don't reason straight. And you can just be like there. Before you know, you become, you, won't, you, won't, you don't want to marry again. You now feel that you have known women and you have seen all of them. You have not seen anything. You have only seen your stupidity. All right? So the devil crafted fornication for that between unmarried people. Then some people say, okay, I'm not actually doing the art. He said, no, don't worry. He said, there's the one that is done for mind. It's called uncleanness. Uncleanness means unclean thoughts. Mess up your mind. Jesus said, whosoever looketh to lust has sinned already. So he wants to mess up your mind. So you look at people in a filthy and dirty way. Then there's those who say, okay, uh, I, I'm not, I, I don't go and meet man. I, I, I don't have to be a man. So he created lasciviousness through homosexuality, um, lesbianism, and all the, all the perversion you can think of, bestiality and all that. That's the first level. Second, Satan is interested in controlling your image because we're creatures of image. God made us in his image and after his word. Likeness. What is image? A point of reference for living. So he wants to make an idol. He wants to plant an idol in your life that will run your life. And number three, witchcraft. What is witchcraft? He understands that what controls the life of a man is his mind, how you think. So Satan is interested in how man thinks. And we saw that through witchcraft, he does mind manipulation. Everybody say mind manipulation. Come on, say that. Say mind manipulation and control. And we saw that from 2 Corinthians 11, serpent beguiled Eve. Through what? Subtlety. What is beguiled? To seduce from the truth. To lead astray. And I said Satan's deception is based on subtlety or deception. Deception means to deceive you, but you will not know that he's deceiving you. You will believe it's you. You will believe you are the one, it's your thought, it's you. You are reasoning like a human being and you are thinking about how to deal with something. Unfortunately, your reasoning has been invaded by Satan and is, has given suggestion that is corrupting the way you are thinking. That's what he does. And that's what he's using today. I quoted from uh, Ecclesiastes 7, I think the last verse, is it 29? He said, God has made man upright, but man has sought other 
invention. You were created to function within the parameters of the word of God. Your life is built on the word. You are a product of the word. Your lifestyle should be a product of the word. Your thinking should be a product of what? The word. Anytime you are thinking outside the word, it's because the accuser is seducing you. And we said, this is what witchcraft is all about. It's not about flying. Flying is low level. It's when Satan tries to mystify it so you don't really get what is really going on. So he mystified, it's not COVID, all that, that, and all that. Those are African versions. Go to America. They, they think something different. They tell you white witch, black witch. They say white witch is good, black witch is bad. So by selling white witch, they've so you can practice white. Say, no, we are white witches. We don't do bad things. We use our powerful. You are a witch. Whether it's black or green or purple. You are a witch. And the fact that you're a witch means you are under Satan's control. Stop that check it. Those of them that, that becomes black, they were first white. And they now became black. Once you enter the boundary, you have entered. Praise the Lord. So that, that's what witchcraft is. It's a walk of the flesh. Why is it a walk of the flesh? Because it's one of the consequences of falling uh, the fallen nature that was introduced to humanity. So we said witchcraft, according to scripture, operates on two levels. The first level is when Satan seeks to control the mind. What happened to Eve was a bewitchment. Satan bewitched Eve's mind. How did he do that? Seduced her through deception. And once a person's mind is seduced through deception, the mind becomes bewitched. To be bewitched means you are now under Satan's control. Are you hearing me? To be bewitched, you are now what? He now... He now tells you how to think, he now tells you what to think, and he now tells you how to function. Because what you think determines what you do. So once he gets a control of your mind, he now tells you what to believe. You're not in control anymore. That's when he takes over your mind. In some cases, uh, mostly unbelievers, it can get to demonic possession. If you remember, that guy that was possessed and he became insane... Because Satan took over. He just gives an example that if Satan takes complete control of the mind of a man, the man becomes mad. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That, because he's wicked. Satan is wicked. Look at what he did to this man. The man started having a sanity problem. Maybe he started with hallucinations. He'll be seeing things. He'll be doing like this. He'll be slapping and get away. Get away. Come on, leave here. Come on. He said, what, who are you talking to? Said, Can't you see them? Can't you see them? Can't you see them? Satan had, he started taking almost absolute control of the mind. Then the man suddenly became violent. Some people, if we seen things coming to fight him, he will be struggling and all that. And, and, and before they, they grabbed him and probably took him to a psychiatric doctor, the, psychi the man beat the psychiatric doctor, beat, beat, beat. That's my own paraphrase, so I didn't say that. Then the man said, please come and carry your people. I can't treat this one. This one is a lost case. Throw him away. So the family cry, cry, but there's nothing they can do. This time they can't tie rope. The guy, the guy will yank the rope off. They now use chain. And you know where they carried him to? Cemetery, where dead people are buried. And they chained him there. And, uh, and the cemetery is the entrance to the city. They all, do you know what it means to abandon a madman there? Eh? You can't feed him. If you can't feed him, he will beat you. So you say, your own. You say, that's your case. That the one that do you so bad. So, sorry. So they abandon him there. And the Bible said, anybody that enters the city will terrorize them. A point came. The demonic energizement that was in him was so strong, he broke the chain. So one day, Jesus came into the city. As he entered, the demons inside him recognized who Jesus is. 
Immediately, as he charged towards Jesus, Jesus stood. Because who's senior, not their own. Are you hearing me? If you don't know you are senior to the devil, you will run away from him. And if you, know you are not, if you don't know you are senior to the devil, that means you don't know who you are in Christ. Jesus stood. As soon as the madman got near him, he fell on his feet. And guess what? The demons began to cry. Oh, master, we beg you. We know, have you come to torment us before the time? Please, please, we beg you. Don't drive us away. We are used to this town. We are used to manipulating and controlling them. Don't send us away. Just, you see those pigs there? Send us into those pigs. You just say, go. Because Jesus was interested in the liberty of the man. Pam! The demons left instantly and entered the pig. And those pigs couldn't handle the demons. They went wild, ran into the river and drowned. And some people saw it and went to tell the people in the village what they saw. It was scary. But there was something amazing. When people came and they met Jesus, they were looking for the madman. He was there, but he had changed. And there was a terminology the Bible used. He said he sat there in his right mind. So when the devil wants to take over, he wants to make your mind wrong. You're working in an oil company, your head is wrong. Eh? You're living in a mansion, but you have a wrong head or a wrong mind. He wants to, he wants to make sure your thinking is wrong. That's his goal. That's why he wants to manipulate the mind of men. Two cases of direct control. Satan wants to control people's mind. Is we look at Eve's case, which was obvious. He will make the deception about you and about your interests. He will not make you feel it's about somebody else or anything else. It's about you. You will be like God. You will know the difference between good and oh, it's you, 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 it's not me, it's you. And Eve bought it. And like I said, Satan, write this down. Satan does not do reasoning with us. He only suggests. It is us that do thinking, not devil. Because thinking is an activity and an ability of the mind. It's the raw material of thoughts. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So your mind will process thoughts. And Satan is one of the thought generators. He generates his thoughts with lies. Because he's the father of lies. So when he administers a lie to you and you don't resist it and you put it inside your mind, the fact that you are reasoning that thought, it will start to corrupt your mind. Because every thought will come with the nature of its source. If the thought is from Satan, it's, it, it's coming with the nature of lies. All the wisdom of Satan is invested in that thought. And sometimes these thoughts can be in our culture. It can hide behind how men treat women in a culture. That's why you go for every, every culture, there is a planting of Satan's lie. There's a way they see women. There are some cultures, they don't even respect women. Women are nothing. Women are properties. Those are Satan's thoughts disguised as human philosophies. That's how the devil fights. He knows if I can control man's mind, I can control his life and his destiny. The second case we looked at was Judas Iscariot. Judas, we saw how the devil took over him. Jesus said, one of you will betray me. He didn't call any name, and God didn't tell him any name. But he says, one of you is a devil. Why did he say one of you is a devil? Revelation. If you think like the devil, you're actually baby like the devil. That's why Jesus called Peter devil. Get the behind me, Peter. The devil. Why? Because he had accepted the thoughts of the devil without even realizing that he was the devil that was thinking through him. 
So he now hatched the plan. Satan, like I said, tempted all the 12 disciples. Went from Peter. Couldn't see where to use Peter. He went to John. Couldn't catch John. Went to Matthew. Couldn't find Matthew. Went to James. Couldn't walk through him. Went to Bartholomew. Went to uh, Levi. They enter. Searched through all the 12. Then as he was, ah, I just stopped. Judas. Judas. What do we have here? Judas, Judas, Judas. Mm, Judy, Judy. Judas. What did he say, Judas? Love of money. Ah, see, this one is like me. Oh, <laughs> he came to him, said, Judas. And to Judas, it was him. Judas had walked with Jesus all his life. He had seen Jesus do amazing miracles. To, to Judas, Jesus was some kind of anime hero. He had superpower, like a demon slayer. You know, if you have watched that, you know, had superpower. I mean, is, is it, do you see a human being walk on top of water? No, Jesus walked on water. Have you seen a human being speaking to a storm and it will obey him? Judas was there when Jesus walked on water. He saw him. That was not a usual sight. Then also, thousands of people were with him and they were hungry. And he said, send them over. He said, feed them. He said, we don't have money. He said, what do you have? Five loaves, two fish. Bring it. He gave them. One of the people that shared the bread was Judas. So he was there. He saw bread multiplying in his hands. So he knew Jesus had power. And to him, Judas was a kind of hero, superman. Nothing can take him out. I mean, what are you telling me? Somebody that can raise the dead and also can cast out devils will speak to them. Even, even before talking, self, devils will see him and they will start to shake. Ah. Then Judas said, Satan now put a thought inside him. Judas, there is opportunity for money here. There's opportunity for money. You can cash in on this opportunity. You know your master is superpower. Nobody can kill him. So when he went to meet the Pharisees, Bible says, and Satan entered him, but he didn't know, but he went his way. To him, it was his mind. To him, he had seen a business opportunity. A business opportunity that you call betrayer is your word. Me, it's business. You call it betrayer. That's the business. Somebody was, you know, saw somebody they were singing praises in uh, Ikoku one day. Where they so somebody said, ah, some of this item you are selling is stolen. Oh. The guy said, to you, it's stolen. To me, in a business. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's how people think. That's how Satan can mess up your head. So, Judas to him was a business proposition. When he went there, he just felt, he saw a business opportunity nobody saw. Unknown to him, Satan was the one engineering the way he was thinking. He negotiated, okay, how much can you guys offer me? Tell him, okay, I'll take it, no problem. <laughs> this brother, no, no. When they will come and see Jesus, Jesus will just do one thing. All of them will fall. All of them will collapse. They can't catch him. <laughs> okay. But they knew the only way to get Jesus when he was uh, not with the crowd. And the only person that knew his location were the 12. And Judas was one of them. He was among the 12. They were very close to him. So they had planned, schemed, and schemed until they find it. Jesus had already picked it in the spirit and he was praying. And he wanted Peter, James, and John, the, the most senior of the apostles, to pray with him so they can have the grace to withstand what was coming. But they couldn't. They were distracted and weighed down by. Emotion, dis emotional need, issues, and journey road and all that. That's why you need to be very careful. You don't become weary in your journey. Because when you become weary, it becomes easy for Satan to manipulate you. So, they came in the night. 
And Judas just the one that give a kiss at the jaw. I didn't want to me that. Mona come try. So when they greeted, Jesus looked at him. He said, Judas, have you come? He said, yes. Because before he left, Jesus, Jesus told him, he said, the thing you want to do, do it quickly. He didn't know what Jesus meant, but Jesus knew what was going on. He knew Satan had taken over his mind. John 13, read it there. It's there. Had put into the heart of Judas to betray Jesus. None of the disciples knew. He even said that, that he said, one of you will betray me. So everybody said, is it I, is it I? Even Judas said, is it I? The person that would do you say, is it I? He said, the one of you that would dip into this plate. Everybody dipped into it. So how will you know the one? Then you look and say, hey, Judas, that thing you want to do, go and do it. The people thought that he was sending him on an errand because he was the treasurer. By the way, he was stealing from the post anyway. And Jesus never mentioned it once. But he knew what the devil had messed up his mind. And he had submitted to the bewitchment of sin and charmed him. So when he kissed Jesus on the cheek, and boom, uh, nothing happened. They arrested Jesus. Nothing happened. But first of all, John gave us an amazing account. As they came to Jesus, they said, we're looking for he. Then he answered his revelation name, I am. When he said it, power came out of his mouth and knocked all of them. I can imagine Jesus saying, I tell you, they never see. <laughs> see, only one word he talked and said, they don't fall for granted. They don't fall. They don't fall. The Bible said they went back and fell. But Jesus said, this is the hour of darkness and prophecy must be fulfilled. You can have your way. So he allowed them to, because he had told the disciples, he said, no man take my life from me. I will lay it down by myself. So when they collected Jesus, and Judas was watching. The Bible said something, and all the disciples fled. All the disciples what? Somebody, what did I say? All the disciples fled, including Judas. Next thing they carried, only Peter managed and dodged. Even though Judas told Peter, you will deny me. He dodged, followed him to where they were judging him. And you know the kind of kangaroo court? Hey, 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 what's his crime? We don't know. We must have done something. Now. We don't know what he did. What did you do? What did you do, Jesus? Will you ask somebody to come and tell you what he did? If you were, we assume you arrested him because you knew what he did. Is that not so? But just the guy, oh, yeah, that's okay. What do we do? Hey, death. We'll kill him. They finished the case. And when they knew Judas discovered that they were going to kill Jesus, that was when he realized. He was not as he thought. He had fallen for deception. So he came back with them with the money. He said, I have betrayed an innocent life. That means he didn't see it like that before. Even though it was a betrayer, he did not see it like that. He thought he was cashing in on an opportunity to make quick cash of Jesus. You were the treasurer. You were stealing from the post. Jesus didn't preach one message on stealing one day. He kept quiet and behaved like he was not seeing you. As if that was not enough, you betrayed him for 30 pieces of silver. When it dawned on him, hey, this was not what I thought. He had been bewitched. So the guilt was intense on him. So he brought the money. He said, no, I don't want. I'm not doing it again. But the damage has already been done. So people say, say, say what is the money to us? I mean, anything you want to do, go and do it's your money. So he threw the money at the temple and walked away crying. And, and because he couldn't take the guilt, Satan jumped on him and said, see, everybody has abandoned you. You have failed. 
The same person that convinced him to say, say, you have failed. The best thing for you to do now is just die. When you die, nobody, I mean, nobody will, they will know you are gone. So it will not be a problem to anybody. Because if you are alive, you're, you're going to be a stigma to your family. It will be said, a man who betrayed Jesus. Aish, bad, 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 bad. It's not good. You are as good as a dead person. Just kill yourself and go. How do I kill myself? Hang yourself. Hang, yes. That's the fastest way. Just die and go. So he went and bought rope, went to the tree, hanged himself. And the Bible said he died. He was dead till his body began to rough and his tummy opened and his gut spilled out. Then the Pharisees took the money of betrayer and bought the field where he killed himself so that he can bury him there. That was his last legacy. That's the end of anybody Satan allows to manipulate his mind. It may not be physical death. It could be relational death. It could be financial death. It could be any kind of death. Because when the devil manipulates people's mind, the goal is to control it. And because he's wicked by nature, he can't bring anything good out of it. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? All right. So we're going to look at two cases in the Bible. The devil, first of all, wants to control people's mind. And when he controls people's mind, he then now uses them to control others. So we're going to look at two cases, which is the second level of witchcraft. According to the scripture, the second level of witchcraft is when the bewitched individual begins to bewitch others. The way the devil spreads his influence of deception is through those that have been deceived. Thus, the bewitched will always seek to bewitch others. Two cases we're going to look at quickly. Number one, Simon the Sorcerer. Acts chapter 8, verses 9 to verse 11. If you can put that on the screen quickly, fine. Acts chapter 8, verses 9. Simon the Sorcerer. Simon was a man who was known in a city called Samaria. He was a very popular man, well-known man. He was known as a sorcerer. A sorcerer is someone who uses magic. All right? So we have a case of, and, and for Simon to be a sorcerer, it is obvious and implied that Satan has taken over his mind. He's already deceived. And because he was already deceived, once a person is deceived, it's natural for the deceived to deceive others. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? It's a principle. Whatever a man saw, that child also reap. Hurt people will hurt other people. Is that not true? When you are hurt, you want to hurt people. When you are wounded, you want to wound other people. Have you tried to administer help a dog that is wounded? Because the wound, depending on the intensity of the wound, the dog might even bite in some cases the owner because he thinks because of the sore, the owner is trying to inflict harm on it. So he might react and want to bite the owner. So they, they divide some gadgets to max the mouth and try to keep it under control. Because when people are wounded, it's natural for them to want to wound others because they will tend to bl blame other people for their wound. When people are hurt, it's natural for them to want to hurt other people. When people are unhappy, it's natural for them to want to make other people unhappy. It's called deception. That's why if, you, if you're frustrated, you are going to have a problem with somebody who is joyful. Because why will you be laughing and you see me frowning? What's your problem? Eh? So now me become full now, especially if it's between a husband and a wife. The man is just praise God, hallelujah. They do my like. So now me be the devil for the house now. Now me, now, now me, you are calling me the devil now. Is it not so? That's manipulation. 
Did the man call you a devil? No, you called yourself a devil. So, God doesn't want you hurt. God doesn't want you deceived. Because when you are deceived, you become easy for Satan to use to deceive others. And that's the second level of witchcraft. Because if the devil plants the seed of deception in your heart, it becomes natural for you to want to deceive other people. I, I saw a very funny TikTok yesterday. Um, a guy came to ask a girl, say, what's your name? She calls her name. She said, how many uh, boyfriends do you have? She said, I have five. The boy said, excuse me, you have what? Five. Say five. You, one. Say yes. Why? He said, how? He said, well, actually two. I like two. But three, and they use their head. I first of all played the thing again. I looked, I, look, I, looked at the, I looked at the face of this small girl. And I said to mommy, maybe you will start this one, Mugu one, Mugu two, Mugu three. And to the guys, maybe because he's smiling, they think the guy likes them. But meanwhile, they are supplying provision, recharge card, and transport money. Because when you are deceived, it's easy to deceive other people. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? That, that's the way it works. That's the way the system works. Okay? So we have a case of a man who somewhere in his life he was introduced to sorcery. What is sorcery? It's the use of magic. And by the way, when we use the word magic, there are two levels of magic you need to know. The first level of magic is what they call creating illusions. You have watched some of them. They do card tricks. You know? But those card tricks are based on years of training and it works on distraction. They get you to focus on something and they do something without you noticing it. It's called illusion. So because you don't know how they do it, you say, whoa, 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 whoa. But it's a trick. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They've, they've, they've mastered how to move cards in such a way that you think they are producing it. You know the one where the cards will just be coming out. There is a way they do it. They've trained themselves. And they've mastered, they've, they've created, an, and in your mind, say, whoa, whoa. You just see water. The water will just change color. Say, hey, hey, see, we show. Ignorant man. Because you don't know. So they play you. That's just magic on, on the trick level. Then there's magic on the level where supernatural gets involved. That's where they use incantations and spells. In the case we're looking at in the Bible is the second case. This is not just card tricks. This guy had entered his relationship with the devil at some point. Maybe he started with a low-level magic, just doing cards and small, small tricks. Then he migrated to the next level where he cannot start interacting with satanic forces and he will use satanic forces to create illusion or effect on people. By either levitating, maybe they, they make things move and all that. So this guy was doing all those kinds. Now, let's look at verse 9. Are we there? Acts chapter 8. Are we there? Somebody should talk to me. Acts chapter 8. Are we there? Verse 9. What did he say? But there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery or magic by incantation. And what did he do? Bewitch the people of Samaria. Bewitchment is corruption. That means he had deceived them, seduced them through craftiness, and they have been corrupted, and as a result, they've become bewitched. Bewitched means under the charm or spell of another. That's what bewitched means. And Satan uses deception to do it. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? Have, have you ever gone to some places, and, and some of you be very careful. I think King David had experienced that room of that junction. You just see some people, they'll just gather something there. 
spread it, a cloth. You see a red cloth. And they'll be performing magic. They'll tell you, bring money. They will not give them money. They will not do something, then the money will multiply. Have you ever seen that before? Don't ever go and play around there. Did you hear what I said? Don't, except you go there and spoil it. There's a pastor, he's going to be with the Lord now. He was trolling one day, and he saw one guy was using, he will make incantation. They don't care how sharp the cutlass is. Bring it, cut him, he won't enter. He will just make the incantation. His body becomes impregnable to any sharp object. So he was passing, and he was noticing the other day, so he stopped. So he went back and looked at it. When he finished, he now told him, I said, I want to, I want to try. The man said, you want to try? He said, come now. He said, get loud. So in the name of Jesus, blood spilled out. Everybody, hey, hey. So he just left him. After he said, I should cut him. So he can't arrest me. And he walked away. Except you operate with the, your, the authority you have in Christ. Just walk away and leave. All right? So this guy was already at that level where he could create effects supernaturally by making incantations and in league with demons could create some type of spell. And perform some kind of stunt. And the person said, whoa! What kind of man is it? Look at what the Bible said. Look at it. He said, which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria. Charmed them. Giving out that himself was some great one. If you are on the side or the level of the people and you see this guy performing, you say, whoa, this guy is powerful. That, is that not what you would say? Say, the man, get power. Hey! The power. Like one young guy he was quarreling with an old man in their compound. The man was not answering him. He had insulted him up to a stage that the man looked at him. He said, this night you will see. The guy said, come on, get out. You know that's somebody with no respect. You're just talking here. Unfortunately, he has insulted the wrong person. The guy went to his room, locked his door, went to his bed, slept, woke up in regrowed. Okay, you didn't get what I said. He went to sleep in room Odara and woke up in room Massey Market. Do you understand it now, eh? <laughs> because it happened to me. The guy got up. He said, where are they? He walked back to his house. Had to break his door to enter his house. From that day, he didn't insult the man again. He knew his level and respected himself. You think if anybody wants to talk about the man, the, ma the boy will talk again. So I better dress, 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 dress. Carry your while ago. All right? So... Simon was on such level like that. But thank God for the name of Jesus. All right? Giving out that there was some great one. Verse 10. To whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest. So the guy was popular. The city was under his bewitchment or spell. Listen to this. Verse 11. And to him, they had what? That was the control factor. <laughs> Regard means whatever he said was authority. If they say, Simon said it to, eh, now Simon talk up, ah, then na so, na, na so, na so. Nobody will argue, nobody will fight, everybody will say, who talk up? Na Simon. Oh, na Simon, ah, then it's correct now. So what do you worry? Do you know that Simon said, oh, Simon talk up, oh, okay, Simon, Simon. So what, what's wrong with you? So, na, oh, na Simon, okay, na Simon, and then na so, na, na Simon. They had regard because that of long time he had what? He had bewitched them with Sorcery, magic, magic. The bewitched, anyone that is bewitched is under the influence of satanic witchcraft. In this case, he was using magic. And thus would seek the person who 
is under satanic deception, will also want to control others. Simon was bewitched himself. That's why he could bewitch other people. He had been bewitched by Satan. Satan has deceived him. Somewhere along his life, had introduced the deception of sorcery as probably a way to have relevance or importance. Why do you think the concept of ritual killing came up? Because it's a satanic deception that tries to convince people that it's a shortcut to wealth. You don't have to walk. Don't kill somebody. Bring the person blood. Bring the person. I read something on the papers last week and I was, I was surprised. A 107 years old woman lured a 12 years old boy. I don't know where she got the power from. Must have been assisted by the devil. Lord, a 12 years old boy, and used knife to stab one of his eyes and removed one of the eyes off. When they asked her, why did you do that? She said she wants to make a spell for appear and disappear. So in order for the spell to work, they said you needed the eye of a person. And she now decided to use it. They, I, I don't know what, what sentence they want to give one a seven years old woman. How, how many years they will give her? Because she would practically die there. But that's that just to tell you how it works. Simon was bewitched. Now, he was not an instrument of bewitchment. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right. So, it, when the bewitch is under the influence of satanic witchcraft, because that's where the deception is sown, and would seek to have his way by any means possible to bewitch others. In our scriptural consideration, Simon used, in this case, sorcery to bewitch the people of Samaria. Sorcery is the practice of magic. And I've told you the two levels that it's done. For example... The magicians of Egypt could turn their rods into serpents just like Moses did. Hello? You remember that case? Okay, quickly, go to Exodus 7, everybody. Exodus chapter 7, verse 10 to verse 13. So we understand what this, this level of magic you're about to read in the Bible is the same level of magic that Simon the sorcerer was operating on. They were engaging enchantment or incantations to create effects. Paul had, I mean, God had told Moses and Aaron, go tell uh, what's his name? Pharaoh, to let my people go. And if he questions you, perform this miracle before him. Throw your rod on the ground. It will become a serpent. And they will know that I sent you. So Moses went. Moses threw the rod on the ground. And what happened? It became what? And people were like, whoa! Pharaoh said, sure. Now this one. I bet come and my Jesus go. Come tell us what they do this one too. Look at verse 10, everybody. Exodus 7. Pharaoh, he, he didn't, I'm sure when Moses did it, Moses and, uh, what is his name? Aaron were like, whoa. Ho, 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 ho. Whoa, because God did small practice with him when he told uh, Moses, what is in your eyes? Aaron said, put it on the ground. As he becomes a skin, the Bible says, and Moses fled. Because when you see what you never see before, you go wrong. They go say, no, come, come, come back, come back, come back, come back. He said, take it by the tail. And as soon as he turned the tail, the thing became a rod back. He said, now go and do the same. In the mind of Moses, like, whoa. By the time I do this one to Pharaoh, <laughs> Pharaoh will let my people go. God says, you don't know what is in Pharaoh's heart. I'm, I want to reveal all his, all his wickedness and hardness until I deal with him. As he did it, Pharaoh like, sure. This one, will they take and drink arena? Call my magicians and tell them to come out. Verse 10, Exodus 7, are you there? And Moses and Aaron went into, uh, in unto Pharaoh, and they did so as the Lord had commanded, and Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servant. What did he become? A serpent. Wow. Verse 11. <laughs> then Pharaoh, also called the wise men. See, the magicians, they are also called wise men in the Bible. Wise men. And the sorcerers, they were called wise men or they were called sorcerers. Or magicians. They are the same thing. Now the magicians of Egypt, they also did in like 
manner with what? Their enchantment. What is enchantment? They made incantations. The ones that the demon spirit taught them to make so they can wield some form of influence from the spirit realm. So they did it. And what did the Bible say? And, and uh, he hardened Pharaoh's heart that he acted not unto them. As the Lord has said, why will, he, why will his heart not be hardened? What uh, Moses did and claimed his God told him, his magicians did them. Will he respect God? No. But that's what I want you to get. Simon bewitched the entire people of Samaria using magic. The entire city's mind had been manipulated and controlled by Simon using magic. The resulting effect of the bewitchment was that the people regarding, regarded him as some kind of great power of God. They even felt it was God that sent him. Have you not yet some of these uh, native doctors when they are preaching, they'll be calling the name of Jesus. Have you not seen them? Say, don't think uh, my power, uh, God sent me to, just like pastors are preaching, God sent me to to help people. I am helping people. I remember as he's flogging on their head. <laughs> I'm helping all of them. <laughs> they will become good. <laughs> on the head. Very good. Have you seen Jesus carrying people to go and bath in the water before? Eh? Eh? The resulting effect of the bewitchment was the people regarding as some kind of great power of God. What this meant was that whatever Simon said was final because of the bewitchment. Today, there are many families, communities, and cities that are bewitched through sorcery. In some village you will go, there's a tree. They said the tree has been there for 100 years. That is a covenant they've made, and that tree, they, they serve the tree, they worship the tree, because it's the tree that gives prosperity to everybody in the village. It's, it's a form of bewitchment. Right? Bewitch yourself. Only the liberating power of the gospel of Christ can make them free. All it took to break Satan's manipulative hold was to preach the gospel of Christ. And that bewitchment was broken. When the people saw the miracles that were done through the name of Jesus, they forgot Simon. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But the point I want you to understand, if Satan deceives you, you become an instrument for deceiving others. Final one, the Galatian church. Oh, my time is almost up. Goodness. The second case we're going to look at under bewitch, bewitching others is the Galatian church. Yes, the church. It was like a church can be bewitched. Yes, a church can be what? Bewitched. Kapoor said it. Surprise? Don't be surprised. It's called religious bewitchment. Everybody say religious bewitchment. Quickly, Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 to verse 5. I'm going to read that, say one or two things, and I'll stop out, I'll, I'll heat it up next time. Galatians 3. Church is another place where witchcraft is practiced. Look at your neighbor and say, are you a witch? Are you a wizard? You see, you don't have to fly to be a witch. A witchcraft is a mindset. If you like to control other people, you are a witch and, or you are a wizard. If you like to have your way, and, and, and you, when people don't do what you want, you get angry, and you try to emotionally manipulate them to do what you want, you are a witch-minded person. Alright? You may not be flying. We don't need you to fly. We have seen you flying. Okay? Hello? Because I told you what witchcraft does. The mentality of witchcraft, listen to this, is a mindset of rebellion. Rebellion. Because it does not submit to the authority of God's word. When a person is bewitched, the person does not take God's word as final authority. If the word of God says it, they will not listen. And they also do not depend on the Holy Ghost. 
That's what bewitchment does. So when anybody is behaving in such a way that you say, but the word of God, say, I beg, leave the word of God. It's because his mind has been what? Bewitched. So they don't want to listen to what God says anymore. Their feelings has become more important than what God's word says. They are, they are, they are, the thing they want and what they want to do has become more important than what God's word says. How they feel is becoming, has become more important. They've been bewitched. And it happened in the church. Galatians 3 verse 1 to 5. Are you there? All foolish Galatians. Who are these Galatians? These are people who are born again, filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues. Who had bewitched you? Who had charmed you? That you should not obey the truth. You see, seduction is there. They were seduced away from the truth of God's word. You come to church and say, you know, my, hey, listen, let me tell you. Say, you see this pastor thing, eh? Let me tell you. You need to know how to help yourself. You need to go and look for where God is. Your pastor may have the word and he may not have the kind of power. So you go go other places, go collect everything they add to Help yourself. Have you heard people talk like that before? Then you see people who, who was praying with you when you were lifting and say, Can I go to go to go to go to go by tomorrow they're in the Jebo day. Jebo day in one river where they are buffing them. Eh? They'll make sure they don't take pictures so that it will not be on social media. Buffing them, you see this to your fellow brother or fellow sister, you do like this. Huh. Use broom, whip their head. Mm. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. Then they will not finish and come back. Then next Sunday they will be worshiping with you in church. But you don't know where they've been to. Religious bewitchment. They don't, they've been seduced from the truth. He said, I'd bewitch you that you should not obey the truth. What is the truth? The truth is Jesus and what he has done. What has brought you to a point that has convinced you that what Jesus did cannot help you. So you have to help yourself. You now go extreme and do some funny things in the name of seeking solution. You now go, they will not buff you. Say this thing, the thing that is worrying you is inside Beriagan. We have to go to Beriagan and remove it. And you see a married woman, we go there. Now go there. Be speaking in tongues. Just shut up. Just close your mouth. Go there. Now buff a naked, I mean, married woman. Full buff. Yes. Bye. Yes. Bye. Yes. Hey. Who are you fooling? Listen. Before whose eyes Jesus Christ had been evidently set forth, crucified among you. This only would I learn of you, receive ye the spirit by the works of the law. In this case of Benjamin, they were using the law. This was a bad one because these guys were indoctrinated in, in the law of Moses. And Paul was telling them that the law of Moses had been fulfilling Christ and Christ has brought a better covenant. Everybody say better. It takes a fool to not know the difference between good and better. Good and better, which one is better? Talk to me now. Good and better, which one is better? Why is better better than good? Because better involves good and more. Is that not so? That's why it's better. Jesus is the coming of a better covenant that is established upon better promises. So why will you live better and go to what has been abolished? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Why go back to bondage again when Christ has liberated you to practice the principles of the new creation? And you to depend on the power of the Holy Ghost. In the Old Testament, God couldn't live inside these people. They had to go to a temple, offer sacrifices, and they knew God was somewhere there, called Holy of Holies. 
represented by an ark. Nobody could enter there. Only the high priest could go into that presence once a year. And if you dare go there not well prepared, they usually tie a, a rope and a bell by your leg. As you are, excuse me, as you are performing the sacrifice, you will be check them, check them, check when they check, care, be stopped. You cannot go inside and run to check because if you go inside, you will die. So, did they move? Did they hear anything? No, I know they hear. You sure? Nothing. They move there. Don't die. Don't draw your. Don't, don't just blow him out and go and bury him. That same God, who when he landed on the mountain, they heard thunders and lightning because they said, "We want to see this God." I mean, but they didn't know that they were not spiritually compatible with seeing God because Jesus hadn't died. So when he landed, their spiritual dead state couldn't perceive God right. What they saw was fire. What they saw was lightning. What they saw was sound. What they saw everywhere shook. Uh, Moses, we've changed our mind. You continue as usual. Anything tell you, come tell us. This guy will, I don't know, I don't think they go see me this one, so please go. Are you listening to what I'm saying? The, but, but, but the same God who when Jesus said, it is finished, and the veil in the temple went into two, and that which was not possible became possible. And God left that veil. And from that day, man became the temple of God. How can that not be a better covenant? You want to go back to where you will be cutting chicken, sacrificing chicken and goat. Instead of you to be using it to do pepper soup or fried, fried rice. You want to be sacrificing, bring, bring fire, come. Then they will not do. Hey, some of you, you have done things so. You have done things. Don't have use. No, no, you know, like somebody that calls cashing. Hey, 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 they'll just cut power, use the blood, do you like this. Then use the blood, paint your head, do your name. Say, and me, and me, they tell you, rub your hair, you rub your hair. You Believer. And now we are closed and conscious. Say, hey, sister, where you bless you, don't bless me. Because <laughs> you want to go back to that one, that same thing that God liberated you from, you want to go back there? Are you telling me? Look at what he said. Let's finish it. See, my time is up. I just listen to what he said. Let's finish it. He said, verse 2. This only would I learn of you. Receive ye the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are you not made perfect by the flesh? He therefore that ministered to you the spirit and worketh miracle among you, doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. The hearing of faith comes from the gospel. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And that word of God is Christ. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's where faith comes. That's why it says looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Let me, my time is over. Let me stop here. Rise up on your feet. Hallelujah. I don't want to go too far. Lift up your hands and begin to talk to God. I'm going to go into. Thank you for joining us today. Your generosity helps us to take this message to the ends of the earth. You can give on our website at www.therefugehc.org. So go ahead and click on the link in the description. Remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this.